It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk. Your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. Welcome to Atlanta Baseball Talk, show number 486. Today is Sunday, September 27, 2020, and my name is Steve. I'm joined by both Hammy and Curtis, and folks, please help out the show by telling your friends, sharing links, and writing reviews. If you do, Ender retires tomorrow morning is named Falcons head coach <laughs> and both teams immediately become better. <laughs> it, Kurt, it would your be comments last week stung and I needed to really up my game. Well, I, you know, for the second week in a row, you could have said Dan Quinn is going to be the next <laughs> Atlanta true. Braves head coach. Yeah. Well, that would know, be the worst thing ever. Yeah. All right, folks in tonight's show, we will discuss the end of the regular season and we look toward the wild card round with the Cincinnati Reds. But first a quick break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys, so we will get to the Reds in a minute, but let's cover some news from the last week and how we got here today. So on Monday, about a half hour after a Zoom call with the media, Cole Hamels informed the team that he had shoulder discomfort and could not pitch his scheduled start on Tuesday. He was promptly removed from the playoff roster and the glorious chapter in Braves history (laughs) that was Cole Hamels comes to an end. Three promising Um, innings. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So, Ham, I know that, like, when we first saw the news, we were all over text to each other about, like, oh, my God. But now that you've had some time, do you think this dramatically changes the team's chances in the playoffs? No, I mean, it would have been nice to have him, certainly. But, you know, we've been dealing with – I don't think he would have given us that big lift. I think our starting rotation is our biggest liability, and if we can get to our pen and our offense can take over, it doesn't matter if Cole Hamels is on the team or not. Curtis, you see it any different? No. I mean, honestly, there was nothing that we could hold, um, hang our hat on. Um, It's not like he was there all season long. You and I talked to the Platinum Sombrero guys about this this week. I mean, there's just no obvious loss because we never had anything to hold on to. I mean, it's a drop of a void. So, I mean, and there was no guarantee that had he, you know, had he pitched Tuesday and still looked fine enough. Right. And built up his, his innings a bit. And then I guess probably pitched again on Sunday, um, that he would have gotten a start in the wildcard series. Right. I mean, they could have absolutely just gone freed Anderson, right. Which of course they're going to do now. Um, so yeah, look, it was a nice pipe dream, but (laughs) not to be, Certainly, thank God that Wright has figured it out over the last few weeks. 
you know, if there was really only two starters to, to actually point to for the wild card series, that would feel a little different. Um, but yeah, I think not a big sort of impact here. Did you not to revisionist history here? But do you do you guys see that Dallas Keuchel finished with a sub two ERA? I did see like game to game. I would notice, you know, on a ticker and see the, how well he was doing. Yeah, but yeah, who knows? They certainly they they you know to your point, Gert. Right? There was no way they should have resigned him. No, no, no. Especially after the playoffs and exactly everything else. All right, so next day, Tuesday, and this is about the only good news in the segment, by the way. Um, <laughs> the Braves clinched the NL East behind a terrific start by Bryce Wilson. Um, Wilson started again on Sunday today uh, in the finale, and he was not as sharp, but had a bunch of good moments. And I'd say earned himself a spot on the 40-man playoff pool and maybe a consideration in the NLDS uh, 28-man roster. And frankly, Maybe consideration for the wild card round roster. Um, but good to see Bryce Wilson not take a huge step back, still attack, still be able to a little less, but still be able to attack that, you know, the inside on right handers and live at the bottom of the zone. Some, you know, I mean, I think he's a he's a piece, right? He's a piece for the playoffs. Is he your fourth starter, assuming we get to the NLDS? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which again we talked about on Wednesday, but I think so, right? I mean, I would much rather start with him and pull him early if it doesn't look good, and then go with Tomlin, um, as opposed to start Tomlin or you know, look, I don't know that Inoa is going to make the twenty-eight man roster, but let's say he does and do one of the Inoa starts. I would rather Bryce Wilson. Yeah, agreed. So on Wednesday, Max Fried in his final tune-up. Uh, left in the first inning after tweaking his ankle <sighs> while fielding a bunt. No more fielding. So, Pitchers are not allowed to field anymore. We'll just make that. We'll take our take our lumps. <laughs> you can bunt all you want. No more fielding the ball for pitchers. So the team has said he'll be good to go to start game one of the playoffs. On Sunday, he threw um, live BP to um, Austin Riley, who did not play the last two games of this series because... He tweaked something that I'm now forgetting um, in Friday's game. But they both, the reports were that they both felt great, looked good. So hopefully the freed thing is just, you know, past us now, as well as Riley. What was his velocity in the few pitches that he had? Was he. He was down a little bit. Up from Um, the previous game, though? Or about the same? Oh, right. No, so I think I saw like he hit 94 on. on Wednesday, but again, not too many pitches. Sure. And then we fast forward to Sunday today where we're recording and the day started with a last minute scratch of Ronald Acuna due to wrist soreness. Of course, the same one that landed him on the IL earlier this season. And it was all very much couched in as a precaution kind of language, but I don't love it. I'll be quite honest. Um, And then in Sunday's game, Chris Martin had to leave mid-appearance due to a groin strain. Uh, Post-game, Snitker said that he is day-to-day. You know, guys, we don't swear on the show. (laughs) Some of us don't. Kurt and I don't. 66% (laughs) of us don't swear on the show. (laughs) And the other one, only sometimes winning character. The Chris Martin news particularly, (laughs) but not to mention Acuna, both very unwelcome news today. Yes. Well, yes. On brand. <laughs> uh, I, know. I mean, talk about 
um, sort of stumbling in uh, to the end of the regular season. And look, they, they there was nothing to play for, right? They had wrapped up not only the NL East, but the number two seed earlier in the week. But right, these last games, you're hoping for, let's just keep people sharp and no injuries. And, and we failed at that. Um, not, you know, I'm not blaming anyone, right? I mean, there were people like blaming Snitker for having Martin in there today. I mean, that's nuts. Like no. you, you know, guys get their final tune-ups. It's just, I mean, the fact that Chris Martin getting injured in game one against the Cardinals sort of changed the entire tenor of that series. Him doing it again, it's just like, come on, guys, come on. Well, hey, and I, then the Acuna I, thing. I love Coldplay. <laughs> Yay. Nice. Hey, woo, zinger. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ham? Well, that we could absorb Chris Martin's loss much more than I think we could Acuna's, certainly over the length of the playoffs, right? We get to – we need Acuna more than we need Martin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and and post-game, Snitker said that he plans on all the regulars starting – on Wednesday. So, I mean, but look, they don't really know. They don't know how Acuna's wrist is going to feel tomorrow or Tuesday. I mean, we're just knocking on wood with all this. So, with all that news, <laughs> let's talk about the wild card round. So, after, you know, a bunch of intrigue on Sunday and a lot of variables, it all ended up um, as it has looked for the last number of days, which is the Braves' end, of course, as we said, in the number two seed. And the number seven seed remains the Cincinnati Reds. So, three game wild card series. And let's start here. The Reds went 15 and nine in September. They finished the season at 31 and 29. And the fact is that the Reds underperformed, just sort of based on expectations heading into the season. Um, they underperformed at the start of the season and are reaching their stride now. Um, helped by the fact that Sonny Gray has returned and is back in their rotation. So let's look at the starting pitching, look at the bullpen, look at the offense, and see what the Braves are up against. And I will start with the starting pitching. So the team announced earlier this week that their three starters would be, in order, Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray. Not a lot of surprise there. Let's look at some of their numbers. So Bauer ends the season with a gaudy 1.73 ERA and a 325 XFIP. He struck out 12-plus per nine, walked 2-plus per nine, gave up 1.1 home runs per nine. In five starts in September, he was better. Uh, 129 ERA and a 320 XFIP. So next up, Luis Castillo. He ends the season with a 321 ERA and a 228 XFIP. He struck out 11-plus per nine, walked 3-plus per, gave up less than one home run per. In five starts... He was better by ERA, a 2.20 ERA. His ex-FIP was up a bit at 2.46. And the end with Sonny Gray. So he ends the season with a 3.73 ERA and a 3.03 ex-FIP. He struck out 12-plus per nine, walked almost four per nine, gave up less than one homer per nine. In three starts in September, his numbers were not great. Um, he gave up six earned and five earned in his first two starts in September. And then in today's start, Sunday, he went five and gave up one. So he certainly had a much better start uh, to end his regular season. So, I mean, look, it is stout numbers from starting pitchers. Indeed. What I would say about that is the Braves, you know, the last few years rise to the occasion with the aces, right? We've seen it with DeGrom. We saw it with um, 
we saw it with Bauer last year. You guys remember the Bauer start where he complained at the end. He complained post-game that the Braves worked the count too much and fouled off a bunch of pitches. Like, it is one of the things that the Braves are really good at. So, you know, if the if the Braves, I mean, it's been, you know, with all the comebacks this regular season, it has been part of the recipe. Get through the starters and get to the bullpen and make hay when you need to at the um, at the end of the game. Yeah, but it's tough. I mean, they're, it makes me nervous, right? I mean, I know we do, but then also you look at how, you know, Flaherty shut us down last year, the last game, when we needed to, right? Certainly we can get to aces when there's not pressure in the postseason and we've done it, but then we have a way of going cold <laughs> against good pitching uh, as recently as the last time we were in the playoffs. So uh, that's certainly their strength, their starting pitching. Yep. So, Kurt, let's talk about their bullpen. What do you see there? Well, it's gotten better. Um, at the beginning of the season, they did not have a very good bullpen. Um, it's Overall, they ranked 20th out of um, Major League Baseball um, with a 4.64 ERA. But since sort of mid-August, they've gotten progressively better. Um, they do... Uh, struggle with walks, uh, much like our bullpen does at times. Um, but they've got some pieces. Uh, Rysel, sorry, I don't know how to say his first name. Iglesias is their closer. Rysel, yeah. Rysel. Um, and he's been pretty good. He's only blown a couple of saves. He's got an ERA of 274. Um, only he's given up one home run. Um so th- 31 strikeouts. Um, and they've got Amir Garrett, who's another guy with a 245 ERA. Lucas Sims has pitched really well for them out of the bullpen. Um, so they've got some guys, um, you know, and if you think that they have their starters that can get deeper into games, they're not going to have to go super deep into their their bullpen. Um you know, they've got a couple of pieces, Nate Jones, Michael Lorenzen, who are not as good, high ERA guys who've given up, um, you know, a bunch of walks, things of that nature. But those are going to be sort of middle reliever guys. So the key is going to be with the Braves is to get high strike counts or high pitch counts on the, on the starting pitchers and wear them down and get them out of the game so you can get to the soft underbelly of the of the of the bullpen because the back end is pretty decent. So um, that's where the key is going to lie. The Braves are going to have to be patient. And when you get these guys that throw a lot of walks, hopefully they've got that scouting report and know to, to wait on pitches and then ambush them. So um, yeah, it's not a great bullpen, but they've got some pieces that are, are decent. You just want to avoid having to see them too often. Yeah. I mean, look, as we're talking about stuff to hang your hat on, you're right. I mean, it is a decent bullpen, but it's not like crazy shutdown, right? To the 464 ERA, Kurt, in the NL, it was 11th. Um, it got a little better in September. They were 7th in ERA at 379. Um, yeah, and uh, Iglesias strikes out a bunch of guys, but he gives up a little over two walks per nine. So, you know, in short appearances, I mean, that's the kind of thing you can take advantage of. So, yeah. Get past the starting pitchers and get to the bullpen. I mean, that's going to be key to this whole thing. Yeah. So, Ham, yep. tell us about their offense. Um, it's not great. 
So, you know, individually, uh, there's some guys we know, a few. So Joey Votto and Mike Moustakis are the most, you know, recognizable names on there. But Votto this year was slash 228, 349, 451. Uh, 11 homers, hit an 800 OPS. Uh, Moustakis, 231, 335, low OBP, 478. He had the highest OPS on the team at 813. So those guys are not contributing a lot. Um, you may know Nick Castellanos. Um, I know he was in the talks um, as somebody that was out there. Um, second in HR, he's second in homers on the team with 14. Um, actually, the guy who leads the team in homers is Eugenio Suarez, their third baseman. He's got 15. Um, and the best hitter on the team is Jesse Winker. He leads the team in all categories, uh, 252, 387, 537. So he's their best hitter for the whole slash line. Um, and overall... Um, it's a lot of not looking great, right? So they're 30th in batting average. Um, Braves are second, and this is in the majors. Uh, you know who's number one in batting average in the majors? Don't look. I'll give you five bucks if you get this right. The Seattle Mariners. Kurt? The Texas Rangers. Steve, you were wrong. So were you, Kurt. Oh. The Mets. Really? Uh, Braves were number two. Um, so they're low in, you know, 23rd in OBP. Slugging's better at 18th. Um, some stats that are interesting they are um, 30th in BABIP, um, so batting average of balls in play. So they have had the most unlucky season. And so uh, at the plate, and, and Steve, you talked about underperforming to sort of what their talent is. Uh, that's right. the number right there. Uh, you know who's number one in the majors in BABIP? Your Atlanta Braves. Um, so that's something that, you know, may come back to center in the playoffs and could make a fan nervous. Um, you know, the other, but where they're good though is they're seventh in homers uh, and they're sixth in walks, right? So they, um, uh, they get on base and then they can, they have a chance to, uh, to knock them in. And that makes you nervous when, you know, your Wilsons and your rights are a little wild or Anderson's even, and then you get a guy like Castellanos or Suarez up and, you know, they can, they can bash. So, uh, but I, but having said that they're horrible, they have the lowest batting average. Uh, and even though they went 15 and nine, um, down the stretch and, um, it wasn't because their bats came alive really. I mean, they were slightly better in some categories, but still weren't hitting a lot. Um, really low average. Right. Yeah. When, when I look at the, so you did the majors, I looked at, um, national league, Yep. right. They were 13th in runs scored 13th in OBP ninth in slugging fourth in homers. And those numbers were essentially the same in September. So they hit some home runs, but the rest of it, they don't do all that well. Well, they're only the third team ever to make the postseason having the worst team batting average in major league baseball. Um, 2020 is, <laughs> yeah, yeah real baseball. The, the 2007 <laughs> Diamondbacks made it too. Um, but th- to Ham, to your point, they they 61.7 percent of their runs come via home runs. So the good news there is um, Freed does not give up a lot of home runs. We already know that. And in limited action, Ian Anderson and um, uh, Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright have not given, I guess Kyle Wright more so has given up seven, but that seems like that was something early on. He does not seem like he's been given up a lot of home runs recently. Um, but Ian Anderson in his starts, he's only given up one Freed gave up those two back to back when he tweaked his ankles. So which were his first of the season. 
Right. So you got to make sure that you're not walking a bunch of guys. They're obviously patient. Um, and you got to make sure that you don't give them extra runs via walks that they then turn into two, three run homers, which, of course, are absolute murder in the in the playoffs anyway, if you give up a three run homer. Yeah, right. Well, walks are just murder in general. So. All right. So, look, that's the numbers, right? Um, Ham, let's start with you. Why are you most hopeful um, sorry, let's start with biggest concerns. What, what's your biggest concern as you look at the series? Um, what we just said about the, that they don't need to like, you know, we can shut them down for six innings, um, and just get a little sloppy with a walk, a two out walk and a Homer. And then, you know, going up against Bauer and Castillo, those guys can shut us down. And so, I mean, I know that that's sort of flying in the face of the offense, which is so good, but it's the playoffs and things happen, right? So if we go cold, um, I you know, that's my biggest concern. It's funny, my you know, it's our strength, of course, but the offense going dormant is also like my biggest concern because you know it's the only way we lose. It's the only way we lose. I think. Sorry, Steve. I, I think so too because yeah. I think that I think that despite the inexperience of the three starting pitchers that will go, I think that they're they're their ceilings are really high and their floors are not that low. I just don't think any of those guys are going to go completely off the rails. They will either, you know, pitch really good games or at least keep us in it enough to give us time to get to the bullpen and then win. Yep. Curtis, your biggest concern? Uh, sure. I, I think that that, that is going to be the key is, is what happens with the offense. I mean, my biggest concern is this, the Braves and it's the <laughs> postseason and anything that can happen can happen and normally gets bad. Um, but you know, you, I know that these last few games have not meant much of anything, but, um, save the game on Friday, the offense has really not been there at all. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to be nervous. I'm going to be nervous because it's the postseason and the Braves have found more ways to lose than they have to win. So um, I'm I'm not super worried about the starting pitching. I think you guys are right. I think that these three pitchers um, have shown that they've got the the medal to to stand up in these situations. But, you know, I mean, I could just see some two to one, three to two game just being dragged out where the Braves miss tons and tons of opportunities because unfortunately the moments that come up when we really need Ozuna or Freeman or somebody like that, that at bat's going to fall to Tyler Flowers or, you know, Ender Marcakis. Yeah. I can't imagine Ender seeing a lot of the field, but <laughs> um, Riley, you know, is one of those guys that has really not been great down the stretch. Um, and, you know, we just find ways to not, score you know just real quick mentioning riley we talked last sunday about the bottom third of the lineup being markakis and riley and dansby and we needed at least one of those guys to show back up and dansby right on cue did uh you know he hit three homers this week i mean dansby had a really good week Mm -hmm. markakis actually even had a couple of hits so things got a little better there you know the other nightmare scenario for me is Chris Martin can't go. Melanson's been a bit shaky. Shane Green's actually been a bit shaky, right? Will, Will Smith game. has not had a good season at all. Right, and right, and Will Smith has not had a good season. He left one fat over the plate on Sunday for a home run. 
um, you know, the good guys in the bullpen continue to need to be the, the good guys and be shut down. And somehow we're going to see Luke Jackson in like two of these games. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe one. Hopefully it's a, a blowout. Yeah, exactly. So, Kurt, why are you most hopeful? Uh, the same reason I was nervous. It's just that the offense is so insanely good um, and that they can just get on a run. Where they, and, you know, they, they can also have these games where they look like they're um, out of it and then you get to that middle relief core and the Braves just explode. Um you know that you never could seem to keep the Braves down. Um, they're never out of it. I mean, I, I you never feel like that there's a game lost until the last out is completed with the Braves' offense ready to go, and they're going to have the last at bat in all three of these games. So that's you know that's my big thing is that um, this offense has faced a lot of really good pitching this year. So I don't think they're going to be intimidated by these guys. Um, and they find ways, they make things happen. So, um, you know, you, that's what got us here and you got to believe that that's, what's going to get us through. Yeah. I mean, look, freed is going to be nails. Anderson, the moment will not be too big for him, right? You know, the moment may be too big for him. We'll see. Right. But he seems really composed as well. The starting pitching will be good enough and the offense in the bullpen will take care of the rest. I mean, it has been. Well, frankly, it's been the recipe for 60 games. And, you know, they're 10 games over 500 and won the NL East. It can be good enough for the playoffs, at least this round. Ham, what what makes you most hopeful? That their offense is so bad um, and that our our bullpen, despite all we said, is so good. Our bullpen was... um, in, in majors, right? Only behind the Dodgers and the Indians. They, the Dodgers gave up 0.85 Indians to homers per nine. Braves are right there at 0.88. Our, our bullpen doesn't give up homers. Um, that's the way the Reds win. And I think, um, yeah, good. yeah, I think we're just going to have more than they do when it, when it matters. All right. It's prediction time. So ham who wins and in how many games we win in two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I will go Braves win in three. I think that they beat Bauer, lose in game two, and then win in game three. Curtis? Uh, Yeah, deep in the recesses of my black heart, I feel like this might be another heartbreaker where the Reds win in three, but I I just can't go out that way. Um, (laughs) The Braves in three. I think the Braves win this in three games. I don't think, yeah, I I I just don't see them sweeping out of this series, but um, Braves in three. All right, so um, a quick announcement about this series. More shows. We are in the first time in the history of the podcast. We are going to do shows at um, same you know same day, uh, wrap, wrapping up each of the playoff games. So there will be a show Wednesday night and a show Thursday night. and No show Friday. Yeah, no show Friday because the Braves will have swept. <laughs> um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. All right, guys, next up is Shot in the Dark, but first, a quick break. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Shot in the Dark, our crazy predictions for the games coming up this week. Um, but first, got to see how we all did last week. We'll start with listener picks. First up was Bear, who predicted that the Braves would go 3-1 and one versus the Marlins to clinch and that Freddie would have five walks, five doubles, and eight RBI. So good on the Marlins series, 3-1 and one and clinching. But Freddie, five walks, that was good. Only three doubles and five RBI. So thanks for playing, Bear. Uh, next up, Timber Braves predicted that the team would have two starters go seven-plus innings. Wright went six and two-thirds against Boston, and that is as close as any of the starters got. Um, RB predicted that Freddie would win the batting title by five points. That was also not to be. Juan Soto kept a hold of the lead all week and ended the season winning the title with a 351 average. Freddie ended at 341 and Ozuna at 338. So I don't know if you guys saw, but so, yeah, I mean, amazing, right? Um, Soto batted, had had his first at bat on Sunday, got a hit. It was a single, and then they sat him. How do you guys feel about that? Nothing matters in 2020. (laughs) Well, I mean, look, it is the kind of thing that happens in baseball. Yeah, I mean. Some managers. It's a little sleazy, but, you know. And you know what? I mean, like, they're not going to the playoffs. It's all they really get to hang their hat on. So, whatever. Let them have it. (laughs) Right. Um, All right. Kai Todd predicted that Ozzy and Ozuna Ozuna would homer. I'm sorry. Ozzy and Acuna would homer in the same game against the Marlins and that Freddie would have at least five extra base hits. So, no homers for either Acuna or Ozzy in the Marlins series. Freddie did, in fact, have five extra base hits, three doubles, and two homers. And then last up was Timothy Romine, who predicted that the mystery starter on Wednesday, remember, there was no, when Hamels was going to go Tuesday, there was no starter named on Wednesday, that the mystery starter on Wednesday would get the division clinching win for the Braves. So, guys, this is kind of an interesting one because after Hamels dropped out, they moved Freed to Wednesday, and the mystery starter really became. The Tuesday game started by Bryce Wilson, and the Braves did, in fact, clinch the division that night. So we are going to give it to you, Timothy. Congratulations. Hey. Hey, you get hey. The, you get the last um, koozie in the regular season. Uh, so that's great. So, look, we'll reach out to you on Twitter, get your address, and we'll send that out. Nice job. Yeah, good job, Timothy. So let's see how we did. I predicted that Dansby, Riley, and Cakes would hit four or more homers this week. Three for Dansby, and neither Riley nor oh. helped me out the rest of the way. Um, Ham, you predicted the Braves would clinch the division on Wednesday, and yet it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Damn Phillies in math. Exactly. Curtis, you <laughs> predicted five quality starts this week, and there was one. Wrights on Friday, 
um, with six and two thirds. There was one on Friday, and then what about the rest of the week? Yeah, none the rest of the week. Damn it! All right, guys. So let's talk about what we have this week, right? It is Wild Card Series Edition. I will start. I predict that Minter, Green, and Melanson give up zero runs in the series. Pam, what do you got? I predict that uh, Ronald Acuna will hit a homer in every game of the Wild Card Series. That would be lovely. Curtis, how about you? Uh, Freed outduels uh, Bauer, um, gets the win, fewer runs, more strikeouts, etc. Yeah, I would take that too. All right, folks, the game continues. You can play this week. Get your shot in the dark in before first pitch on Wednesday. Predict just the wild card series. And if we pick yours, we'll discuss it on next week's show. And you could win an ABT koozie if you hit it exactly. So, guys, sort of a shorter week ahead segment because we've kind of talked about it, right? No more than three games this week. They are all at home. Uh, Tam's point, right? We get last ups. We are the home team. It will be uh, Freed versus Bauer, Anderson versus Castillo, and if needed, Wright versus Gray. Yeah, let's do this, guys. Let's do let's this. Win. Let's win the series. Come on. Okay. Let's just do it. I'm down with You know, that. I, I tweeted out um, and got a lot of general agreement on Twitter that given that these are two East Coast teams, the Braves and Reds are not like the sexiest matchup ever. We are going to be a bunch of 1 o'clock games, <laughs> maybe 3.30, don't you think? If we could be at 10.30, they would put us there, if yeah. that was allowed. A hundred percent. We're going to be the least appealing time slot and whatever way to watch the game. It'll be on like the MLB TV satellite channel. We're going to be the Cincinnati of postseason <laughs> television coverage. <laughs> except, oh, except for Cincinnati, where it will be amazing coverage. <laughs> That's right. All right, guys, that is the show. So look, remember, folks, we will be back on Wednesday and Thursday with our... Um, with our playoff game wrap-ups. And that's it. You can find us at Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. As always, you can find us at AtlantaBaseballTalk.com to access all of our shows. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at ATL Baseball Talk and to like us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, and go Braves! Thanks for listening to Atlanta Baseball Talk, your weekly podcast for all things Atlanta Braves. To find new shows, to post in our forum, or to send a comment, please visit us at atlantabaseballtalk.com. Had to admit the problem.